Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Red, Red, White, a novel of true love and light. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 14, I've Got Your Back. In the distance, I could hear my phone ringing. But where did I put that thing? I looked through the entire house. It was like playing the kids' game Marco Polo. With each ring, I was getting hotter or colder. I finally found my phone in my closet on a shelf and answered just before it went to voicemail. Hello? I answered in a harried voice. Evie, it's Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you? Are you treating my girl like the queen she is? Well, that's why I'm calling. What? What's wrong? Is Reva okay? I pummeled him with questions. Yes, Reva is fine and healthy, but... But what? It's the wedding. She's avoiding planning the wedding. Why would you think that? Because every time we talk about it, she gets quiet and distant. I thought women get excited to plan a wedding. I took a deep, calming breath before I responded. Evie, you still there? First, please do not lump all women together. Not every woman believes in the fairy tale wedding with a big white dress. Oh. I will not get on my soapbox because I can tell you are truly concerned, but that thinking comes across as chauvinistic. Every woman is different, and not all want to be princesses and swept off her feet. There are many of us who would rather find a partner who they can spend their life with. And guess what? Riva is one of them. I paused to let my words sink in. Let me ask you, what kind of a wedding do you want to have? I don't care, but I thought that women always wanted a big wedding with bridesmaids, etc., etc. I cringed. Again, why do you think Riva is like all women? I don't want to be rude, but for the longevity of your relationship, you better understand who you're marrying. She is different, and you need to understand and appreciate that fact. I know she's different. 
that's what makes her so attractive to me, he explained. Have you asked her what type of wedding she wants? No. Hmm. Well, I would start there. I know what she wants, and I know her concerns, but it's not up to me to tell you. You need to find out what they are. You need to ask the questions. It will tell you a lot about her. Brian was quiet for a moment. You're right. I just got caught up in all the noise from my family. Last question, Brian. Whose wedding is this? What do you mean? It's Riva and mine, of course. Just remember that. Good luck and know that I'm here if you need me. Thanks, Brian said with trepidation. For the past few nights, Josh has been on my mind. Did I give him the right advice? When I meditated on this question, nothing came to me. I couldn't hear anything clearly. I needed assistance, so I reached out to Colby for help. Colby, do you have time for a friend question? While I waited for her to answer and to keep myself from stewing on the issue, I tried to clean the house. Finally, she called me. Hey, Evie, what's up? I gave her the rundown on Josh, my advice to him, and that I couldn't get an answer to my question. She was quiet for a few minutes. Well, you're not getting an answer because there is no answer. There is no right or wrong. Ugh, I know that, but... But what? I just wanted to know that I gave him good advice. Was the advice from your heart? Yes, it, it was. Then it was good advice. Why are you so concerned? I just don't want Josh to have to go through what I went through, questioning himself. Evie, you realize that is your ego talking, right? What do you mean? Only ego puts labels on things like right and wrong, good or bad. Josh is on his own journey. You cannot change his path. Only he can. You may have given him the best advice in the world, but that doesn't mean he will follow it. Or if he does, if he will take anything away from the conversation that he has with his grandparents. All you can do is hold space for him. Send him healing energy and let him know that you are there for him with no judgment. Okay, okay, I hear you. Thank you. I remember you telling me when I first started this journey that ego doesn't play fair. Yet another example. It happens to everyone. I always ask myself, if the belief is limiting, then it is ego. Try not to judge. What you gave was guidance, plain and simple. Hey, on another note, how are things going back there? I don't see you on the schedule so it seems like you've made peace with your feelings toward your grandparents. The more questions I ask, the more information I receive. I try to look at all of it with loving eyes. That's all I can do. Good. That is excellent. Take it day by day. Check your chakras. Protect yourself. Never stop asking questions. Appreciate and give yourself grace. 
That is a good formula for happiness. Thank you, Colby. Thank you for everything. You're welcome. Talk again soon. My time as a teacher at the high school was ending, and the students were getting ready for their final exams. It had been a wonderful semester getting to know each one of them. Hanging around with the young ones helped me to look at the world differently. The last day of class was open to answer any questions they had about the exam. I also gave each student a Bob Ross painting book to keep them inspired in painting fluffy clouds. Only a few students who painted before had gotten the humor in my gift. When the bell rang, I said my goodbyes, wishing each one inspiration and the strength to paint freely and without judgment. Josh was the last student. He seemed to hang around, so I knew he wanted to talk to me. Miss Prince, can I tell you something? Sure, what's up? Please don't think I'm weird, but I don't have anyone else I can tell this to. Don't worry, no judgment here. Josh stammered for a moment, then finally said, My mom visited me in my dreams last night. Wow, that is wonderful. How do you feel? Actually, really good. She said that there was nothing that I could have done to save her and to be gentle with my grandparents. His eyes misted. That is very special, Josh. To have that spiritual connection with your mother is just the beginning to so much more. What do you mean? When people die, it is only their physical presence that leaves us. Their soul or spirit stays with us always. Many people are too closed down to understand. But when you allow yourself to be open, the most miraculous things happen. I speak with my grandparents regularly. This, however, is only recent since I was closed down to them for several reasons. Having them back in my life is pure joy. Josh gave me an earnest look. Your mother is with you always. All you have to do is speak with her. She will respond. Maybe not in the way you think, so keep your eyes and ears open. Thanks, Miss Prince. You're welcome. Um, I know you're leaving this semester, but can I talk with you if I need to? Of course. You have my email. Reach out any time. Right before Josh walked out the door, he turned and gave me a smile. As usual, I visited the teacher's lounge before heading out. When I poked my head in, though, I didn't see Mr. Frank anywhere. I asked the other teachers, and they said that he had fallen ill and would not be in for the rest of the week. On the drive back up island, I had a knot in my stomach. Something didn't feel right. This feeling was nagging at me. I pulled over to quiet my mind and figure out what was going on. As soon as I did, I heard distinctively, Go to the hospital. I turned the car around and headed directly to the hospital. When I walked into the front lobby, I saw Steve speaking with a few other people. 
Evie, what are you doing here? I was guided to come to the hospital, but I, I don't know why. Why are you here? Bill is in the hospital. Bill? Bill Frank. What? I knew there was something wrong when I didn't see him in the teacher's lounge this afternoon. What happened? They don't know. He said he's been feeling off for the past couple of weeks. Just couldn't shake it. He's in now for testing, Steve explained. So what's your connection with Mr. Frank? Oh, we met when I was going through rehab. He also served as a mentor to me. People like us try to stick together. The network is tight. I didn't know. Please let him know I stopped by. I will. It had been an emotional day, and all I wanted to do after dinner was crawl into bed and talk with Hendrick. Good evening. Good evening, beautiful. You sound tired. I am. It was a long day. Last day of actual class, and Mr. Frank was admitted into the hospital. Oh, no. Why? They don't know yet. Steve has a connection to him, and said he would keep me posted. Wow, that is a long day. I have something that may cheer you up. Just a second. There were muffled sounds on the other end. Then I heard this sweet voice. Hi, Evie! <laughs> Hi, Asia. How are you? I'm good. Daddy and I are having a sleepover. Wow! That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. And if I'm a good girl, I can have ice cream for dessert. What kind? Daddy, what kind of ice cream? Asia yells, not completely moving the phone away from her mouth. Mint chocolate chip. Hendrick yells back. Mint chocolate chip. Asia replies. Mmm, that sounds so good. Do you want me to save you some? <laughs> no, but thank you for offering, I giggled. Hendrick took the phone back. Oh, MG, she is so sweet, I gushed. Amazing, isn't it? She is made of pure joy. I love feeling her energy. Thank you for letting me experience her energy as well. It made my night. I better let you go. You sound exhausted. I yawned and replied, <sighs> Yes, I am. Have a great sleepover. We will. I love you, Evie Prince. I love you, Hendrik Talisman. After an amazing night's sleep, I woke refreshed and ready for whatever came my way. Or so I thought. I looked at my phone and saw a message from Steve. Evie, it's Steve. I was just notified by the hospital that Bill went into cardiac arrest last night. Call me. What? How could this happen? I dialed Steve's number immediately. What's going on? Was the first question I hit Steve with before he could say hello. Things are unclear. He doesn't have any family, so I'm only given so much information. 
How is he doing now? It doesn't sound good. Can we see him? We can try. Okay, I'll pick you up on the way. The drive over to the hospital was tense. Neither one of us knew what to expect when we got there. When we walked into the hospital, I saw the intern who had helped Grandad. Excuse me? Yes? Hi, I don't know if you remember me, but I am Adequin Brown's granddaughter. We met when... Uh, Oh, yeah, I remember. Adequin isn't back here, is he? No, no, he's not. But we have a good friend who is in here. Bill Frank? Uh, yes. Can you tell us how he's doing? I knew he could see the concern on both our faces. Well, I can't tell you much, but he isn't doing very well. Is there a chance we can see him? Steve interjected. Um, hold on. Let me check something. The intern went to the desk and talked to the nurses on duty. When he returned, he said, You have five minutes, no more. Then he walked us to Mr. Frank's room. The room was dimly lit. Most of the light was coming from all the monitors they had hooked him up to. Steve was almost in shock. I grabbed him by the arm and led him over to the bed, placing Mr. Frank's left hand into Steve's. Then I moved to the other side of the bed and took his other hand. There was no response from Mr. Frank. Looking at Steve, I said, Think of any memory of Mr. Frank that brings you joy. When he had that memory, I then instructed, Send that feeling of joy and love through his hand. And I did the same. Memories of me walking into the teacher's lounge and him calling me teach. The smile he would always give me. Looking back, that smile had been filled with pride. Tears of joy and sadness streamed down my face. When I opened my eyes, I looked at Steve. His head was hung low, and he was trying to wipe the tears from his face, but it was no use. As I started to let go of Mr. Frank's hand, I felt the faintest squeeze, and then I heard the monitor alarm go off. He was leaving us. Doctors and nurses ran into the room and ushered us to the back of the room. They tried to revive him, but he was gone. I looked at Steve, and he was just sobbing. We hugged and wept together. The drive back up island was quiet. When we got to Steve's house, he put his hand on the door handle, then looked back at me. Evie, why did you have us hold his hands? I knew he would not be with us much longer. I wanted him to know that we were there with him and that we were sending him love. It was as much for us as for him. I wanted him to know that when he left his physical life for the spiritual, that he was not alone. Steve closed his eyes, trying to hold back the tears. I could have sworn before he passed. I felt him squeeze my hand. I can't tell if it really happened or if I wanted it so badly that I thought it happened. It happened, because I felt it as well. He was letting us know that he felt us and it was time for him to move on. Mourners filled the entire high school auditorium. Every walk of life was there, current and former students, colleagues, community members. 
Mr. Frank had said that he didn't have family, but in reality, living on an island, the community became your family. Granddad attended the memorial with me. We saw Steve, Beth, and several other people who we knew as we walked in. The high school principal served as a celebrant for the memorial service. He asked that anyone who wished to say something in honor of Mr. Frank to come to the podium. Each story shared highlighted how much of a pillar he had been in the community. There was not a dry eye in the place. To my surprise, Steve stood to make a comment. Bill Frank, like many others of us in this audience, struggled with life at times. He turned to alcohol and tried to bury his demons. He suffered, but after a lot of focus, he came out a better man. That man served as one of my mentors when I was in a similar place in life. He was tough on me, but it was because he loved me and didn't want me to continue to live in the dark. Bill grew up on the island. He loved this place. Every time he tried to leave, he would look at the ocean and decide to stay another year. When his parents passed many years ago, he said that he didn't have any family left, but I don't agree. Look around this room. This was Bill's family. He affected each one of us. Everyone has a story about Bill Frank. He made this island a better place, and I hope to become half the man he was. When Steve returned to his seat, he looked over at me, and I gave him a smile. A few weeks passed, and I came home to an envelope at the door. Evie Prince was written on the outside, but I didn't recognize the handwriting. Opening the envelope, I found it was filled with pictures and newspaper articles about me. The last thing in the envelope was a picture of Mr. Frank and my dad both with enormous smiles on their faces. My dad's arm was around his shoulders. I got your back, always, was written on the back of the photo. I took the photo and slipped it into the hallway mirror. To see their faces and to feel their energy was something that I wanted to experience every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations, written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, ego doesn't always play fair, and it is hard sometimes to know what is your ego and what is your heart. But if the belief is limiting, then you know it is your ego.